welcome to the Counter Press Podcast. I am your host, Kirk Kinsey, and we are a day late, but Josh Cacho is with me. Josh, how you doing? It was a... It feels like, again, it's one of those situations where the definitely the the loss... Or a tie feels like a loss, right, in this case. Right. right. Um, because, again, I think they had more than enough opportunities to right the ship and can get things going the opposite direction. And that feels like you kind of plateaued more than anything. Right. Yeah. Again, I'll, it's better than a loss. Right. But it also doesn't, it doesn't feel like we've made the proper steps to right the ship. Um, given the situation, right? Like what you wanted to see here was a definitive, like, okay, we're back. We're fine. Everything's good. This felt like, Hmm. We're still, you know, like there's still some, you know, like there still needs, it leaves me with hoping that more is going to be done in the transfer window rather than, okay, like maybe a piece here or there and we're good to go, you know, just like yeah. icing on top of the cake. This feels like we're missing the flower. Yep. It's, it's, I think at this point you have to, you have to, you have to see it for what it is. And this is. I think 12 games now, right? Where you've had, uh, is it is it eight losses, I think? Eight losses in 12? No, it's not that many. I don't think they've lost that many all season. Um, you've only won, I think, two in that stretch, though. And you've got a handful of draws, right? Um, LAFC continues to be shut out from open play. Uh get a penalty last night well taken by Bawanga um but we're giving away goals on silly counterattacks you'd almost given up a similar you gave up a, a very similar look to Christian Espinosa just a minute and a half before that where he's isolated one-on-one in Mamadou Fall in his first game back um and I I think you're right you have to you have to take it for what it is here and that's that this team in its current iteration is done with, you know, rattling off impressive streaks. It's it's not going to happen. And I think it's both personnel and tactics. Um, I think, I think you have to change, you have to change what's going on here. Uh, if the principle, if the principles of play that you're using are, you know, still defended a high press and hit on the counter, which seems to be what they always go out and do then you got to change personnel and and shapes because it's it's not working. It's just not working. And I don't think it's going to change based on how many teams in MLS, both good and bad MLS teams, um, the way that the way that they beat you of late. I mean, the galaxy up until the 4th of July, were in last place in the West. They're not a good team and they kind of embarrassed you. Um, in a in front of eighty two thousand people, so something something's got to give, and there's plenty of time to talk about it tonight. Well, the interesting one of the interesting things that I find is that there's been a weird evolution of obviously, like year to year through the transfer windows, you are going to see teams evolve in different ways, right? This team went from under Bob Bradley being a possession heavy. Right, we're going to pass the ball. We're going. It's a. It's, it's passing triangles. It's these different things, right? That was the intent, at least, correct? Mm-hmm. 
right? Like the goal, I mean, obviously you and I have had bones pick about how, about what we actually saw on the field, but the general, the general attempt, especially in the, in the beginning was to press, press high and to possess and to win possession, right? You're yeah. going, you yeah. want to dominate possession. Um, again, they lacked chance creator in the midfield, right? But I didn't think it was for a lack of effort in terms of trying to play through the middle of the park, right? At that, I think at that time, we were just missing the personnel to truly do it. Yeah. Right. Am, am yeah. I am I wrong on that? Like no, and I, but I also think that the press was so like take it back to 2019 where the press was so effective that that is essentially your chance creation, right? For sure, right? You're, like, you're winning you the ball so high up the field with the midfielders involved that even Latif and Kay and whoever else it was at the time was going to get the job done. Right. Absolutely. Right. But at the same time, when teams sat back and like, again, like the Seattle, the Seattle's right. They sit to right. a four, two, three, one. You don't have anyone that's going to make a lane, a line breaking pass. No, or be able to, yeah. Yeah. Right. There's no one to, un, you know, to, to, un, to pick the lock. Right. If you right. want the, the, right. the number 10 that, we all crave what you know it it wasn't quite at Twesta, it definitely wasn't Latif or K, right? So the one thing that we called for it was it was a number ten that could pick it up, you know, that could open up to get to Vela, who was our top scorer at the time. Right. Obviously Vela in terms of his stature and what he's able to do change has definitely changed over the years, right? He's not going to be anyone off the dribble. He's his best attribute at this point is his ability to pick a pass. Right? Yeah. You see it you've seen it over the last five games. He's, he's good for a ball that you're just like, Oh, he's the only one on this team who can make that pass. Yep. Right. Yep. And again, there's, there's a place for it. The, the tough thing is that it, it puts you up against the, the roster regulations in terms of what you can do in terms of to, to make it work around him. Right. Yeah. Because, because that you're limited now to just having a U 22 DP, which they, again, they probably should have already filled by now, right? With someone, something, right? That that makes it all that you know, you can find another, you know, you can find a U twenty two player out there if you're willing to spend the money that will get on the end of one of Carlos Vela's passes and can help supplement what whatever he's doing, right? Yeah. But obviously they haven't done that because again, they have a they have a system and a profile and all these different things that they that they consider. Now when you go back to those those previous teams, the one thing that we we would say was, like I said, the the personnel wasn't quite there to execute the system when the press wasn't working, right? Hmm. What you what we would see from some of the best pressing teams of the world, right? Whether whether it's Liverpool, whether it was Barcelona under Pep, right? You know, they, it when they press and they turn you over, you're screwed, right? Mm-hmm. When they play possession, you're screwed. What what LAFC lack, and again, for for you know, like and again, call it an issue of the roster construction at the time or the roster regulations, we can do one or the other. We could either press mm-hmm. or mm. but we definitely couldn't we couldn't possess properly, right? In under in, in Bob's system. Now, right. let's go to this current system that we're currently playing, right? Where we're not possessing, 
we're attempting to counter, but at the same time still maintaining some of these principles, these attacking principles that put us under duress defensively, right? So my thing is, if you have Virgil van Dijk at center back, if you have name whatever Man City player at center back that can clean up the mess, right? John Stone's playing the six for Man City this past year. You can push all the numbers you want to attack and on the counter and be and be fine, right? But look at Liverpool this year, right? Who would push numbers forward with all the some of the best attacking talent in the world, but because Trent Alexander-Arnold can't defend anything, right? And Virgil's a step slower than he was previously, you're going to get countered. Well, now how do you do that in Major League Soccer when, you know, we're, we're, you know, you're dealing with Daniel Maldonado and Mamadou Fall coming up, coming back from loan, just 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 now reintegrating himself with the team, expecting not to get countered when you push numbers forward, right? To be able to push numbers forward in that quantity, I do believe you have to have a center back of quality or at least someone who is going to understand that you know have the field awareness to, you know, you have to have other guys who have field awareness that can make make a difference. Right? You have to have a a destroyer six. Right, like a Fabinho type or a Fernandinho type, when those numbers are pushed forward alongside a, a good center back, right? And Ilya doesn't have the wheels, right? Acosta sometimes does, and then you're missing Mario, who's your other guy that's key when you're pushing numbers forward that can clean up a lot of that mess. So, I mean, I think this is one of those points where I actually do pick a bone with Chirundolo, where you don't have those horses, you don't have Aaron Long who everybody swears to me is there for his 1v1 ability and his and his ability to win aerial duels, that's fine, right? That's why they went out and signed him to such big money. This team put a lot of money in Aaron Long, right? And he's gone right now, so fine. Mario is the other steady center back, right? You've got Chiellini, but he's not around because he's old and injured. I don't even think he was in the 18 yesterday. Uh, Mamadou Fall comes back just in the nick of time, and Daniel Maldonado is there, who has been a disappointment uh, in terms of like those kind of like Central or South American guys that we bring in. We put them in the spine, and we bring them. You know, we put them in a we put them on a loan, and we bring them in, and we put them on the spine. You know, defensive midfielder Edward Atuesta or Eddie Segura, Mario, right? Seems like those always work out, and Maldonado has not been that for a variety of reasons that we get it that we can get into. Um, what does that have to do with Trundle? Looking at the team sheet, this man doesn't change what he's doing. Looking at a Galaxy game, it's oh, it's just another game, and doesn't change what he's doing. Looking at this team's repeated failure to score goals consistently, create chances. Oh, we're not going to change anything. It's still going to be the same thing. We're going to pick up the ball. And we're going to hit long balls to Boanga and see what happens. Even though for the last two months, people have ju- they've just sat three defenders, two, three defenders on Boanga all the time, right? Just like Seattle, you already brought it up, just like Seattle did to, to Vela in, in 2019 where they just dropped into a 4-2-3-1, and he had to get by both a fullback and a midfielder before he even got to the center back, (laughs) and then the goal, right? 
Um, so like this, this has been figured out and there's no change. Now, part of that is because they don't have horses to, to change. I like, I, I don't know what you possibly go to because nothing is clean. You say, okay, well, let's go to four, four, two. My question is, okay, how does Vela send in a cross on his right foot as the right midfielder? Because that's where I would play him in a four, four, two, but how's he going to play that looping cross in from the right wing, right? Also, who's your second striker? You don't even have a first striker, but you're going to put Bowanga there because he's the most dangerous guy in the field. So who's your second striker? I don't know. I don't know. And are we really going to go into, are we really going to take off a midfielder once, like now that we finally have enough midfielders to like properly cover a three-man midfield? So I I don't know. I don't know where you go. You can't go to 3-5-2 because you don't have enough center backs. That, that you trust. I, so I, it's, it's kind of a mess, man. I, I don't know how you tweak this thing to, to fix it. Sorry. I went on for a while there. No, but I mean, right. Oftentimes, right. That the, the tweak is what this front office has relied on. Right. It's, yeah. Oh, we're just yeah. making tweaks. Right. It was, you know, and again, and, and credit to them, right. They, they made, they made the right moves, right. You bring in veteran yeah. midfielders, da, 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 right. But again, coming off a championship, right? And again, maybe this is, this is in, you know, in my opinion, this is my conspiracy corner where, you know, my assumption is that this is exactly what MLS wants is for this type of parody to occur because of the way, the nature of, you know, the nature of the schedule and all these situations. Um, But not having, not having a depth for Ilié. Right, you can see it's starting to, you know, pay dividends. It is it's just kind of mind blowing that you don't have it. The guy's like thirty four right, years old. Yeah, like you're just asking way too much of the guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, then you go to the wing, right? To not have, you know, to to not have a, a proper center forward replacement lined up when Chicho has Chicho leaves, right? And again, maybe there's nothing you could do there. Right, because again, it's hard to move DP contracts, right? So, what you know, like your move to keep Chicho, you know, again. So this is this is my bone to pick with what I've been seeing on on in the LAFC social atmosphere, right? In in the Twitter sphere, whatever you know, thread sphere, whatever the heck I call yeah. it now, um, <laughs> right? Is the oh, we you know, f the front office didn't know, do enough to bring in to to maintain Chicho, right? Now, your option to really keep Chicho here was to not re-sign Vela mid-season. Right, right. So, is that what you were willing with, with? Would that have actually been something that everyone was willing to do in in light of us winning a championship last year with Vela on the team? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The cutthroat, the me, the if I if I look at it from a purely Machiavellian standpoint, I say absolutely. Right, you let him walk because you you could see the writing on the wall, right? But what yeah. does that do to the locker room? And are you able to drag this team across the finish line, right? Without you know, if you, if the front office lets our captain walk midseason, I don't know, right? Now maybe you think, okay, there's enough veterans in place that that we can survive that. But man, it's a tough it's a tough way to let your guy go right in that in that particular situation and that's really your option 
because you signed you signed Buanga, right? So what what else were you were you gonna do? I guess you could have not signed one any any U twenty twos. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it's, then... it's tough. It's uh, and Avela really wasn't into like if he wasn't willing to to budge on the DP spot, then and the DP money, then fine. And I get it. And part of me, part of me is fine with that. I, it's like you said, if the plan was to move Chicho, I just, I, I feel like they didn't properly weight that decision against the schedule that they were going to have and against what was going to happen this season. Um, he was the one that bailed you out the most last yeah. season when you needed it, right? Bale gets the gets the MLS Cup goal, of course. Like, so like that signing was worth it just for that moment. But who is it that wins the Galaxy game? Mm-hmm. Who is it? Think back over that time. Who is it that is making all those plays happen to win you games down the stretch well, to, right. to hold on to su- the supporter the, when- shield? When the team is in in the current state that it's in last year, right? Like in our yes, current state, this is it. This is the point. Last yeah. August, yeah. Chicho is the one that pulled that drags you through that. Yes, yes. I I don't know if Buanga can do it alone, right? Right, because right. because I think even Chicho needed Buanga to show up to help drag it across the line, right? Like, yeah, this is where yeah. this is where it comes back to. The, the quality, the issue of quality across the front three that we've been talking about in previous episodes, right? Where because of neither Apoku nor Buick nor Ordaz has truly shown anything that's worth respecting at a, you know, like there's flashes of brilliance. There's flashes of, oh, I, I can see why he's making the yeah. right run, yeah. right? Again, none of those people are Chicho Orango. So when Chicho makes that run, now now Buanga's one on one. Yeah. Right. Last year, okay. he's either one on one, or he or he's gonna or Buanga's gonna give up the ball to Chicho because he knows he's gonna score it. Right. Absolutely. Can't say that about right? any of the other ones. Yeah. Or or same thing with Vela. Vela will make the pat will will play, play that pass fully full well knowing that Chicho's gonna get on the end yeah. of it, or Buanga's gonna get on the end of it. But can you say the same of any of those three guys that have been in the field, in the game? Yeah. With right. with Blanc right. and Vela at this point, no, right. So it comes down to this issue of they just don't have quality to make what they're doing work. And so, in in absence of that quality from the front three, you now have to push excess numbers forward, whether it's Hollingshead or Palacios further up, further up, further up to create chances. And then now you leave yourself exposed. Yeah, right. Well, so, and this is this is something. This is a good time to bring this up, but. Sending that many numbers forward is fine. Sell out. Make it happen. Like, go for it. Get a numerical advantage however you can. If that means sending all the fullbacks and all the midfielders forward, that's fine. But the tactic that you have to utilize then is that you have to finish the play. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in the back of the net or out of, you know, out for a throw-in or shot into the 35th row like just give it to Sifu and have him blast it to the moon but that play has to then finish right once you sell out that play finishes one way or the other on your terms so that you're allowed to recover 
you can't have this nonsense where Hollingshead is in the half space right in the 18 because that's the only way that you can somehow create something is to numerically overload people into these critical positions. And you also have Palacios up that high. And so Mamadou Fall is all by his lonesome with Christian Espinoza. And so what happens on San Jose's goal is Bogic has the ball kind of on the right wing and he started to dribble into the half space and he runs in to Hollingshead who probably shouldn't be there, but he is. And so he kind of, there's like some confusion, right? Bogic is like, Oh, well, I, I guess you're going to take it now. And he kind of like dumps it off. And Hollingshead is kind of like, well, I'm just standing here. Don't give me the ball. And in the meantime, San Jose midfielder picks it up, outlet pass, boom, directly to Christian Espinoza. And now it's Mamadou fallout boy on Christian Espinoza in the 18. And it's, it's over. It's a goal because that play doesn't finish because they're just goofing around in the final third. I sent Josh a picture yesterday. I can post it on Twitter where uh, Tim Tillman is, he picks up the ball, I think from Palacios and you have Bawanga barely in the screen as a left winger, like he should be. And you have Buke at that point out on the wing and all the fullbacks and midfielders are kind of in the same area towards the right. And there's just a gaping hole in the middle of the field as Bogic is like making his way into the midfield as well. Cause he's a midfielder as we've talked about now, normally with a false nine that they respect, the center backs are going to come out and open up space for Mwanga to run into. Right. And mm-hmm. Tillman, as he's driving to the right, looks over his left shoulder and is like, all right, who can I dump this ball to? But there's nobody there because there is no striker on this team to exploit the space that they're leaving. Right. A normal striker sees that the center backs stay fine. I'll drop, I'll, I'll drop into the space. I'll get the ball and I'll turn and be dangerous. But we don't have somebody of that caliber of that, of that profile on the team. And Josh, I feel like I'm losing my mind at this point. I like, yeah. what, what are we missing here that the front office sees now again, maybe there's a signing in the works. I don't know, but what is the allergy that LAFC has to filling this position long-term? Yeah. I mean, again, I think as we, you know, going back to Chicho, I think like that, but again, the, the thing frustrating thing about the whole Chicho situation is even if you do everything to keep him, you were already hearing rumblings about, oh, he's not what we want in terms of a pressing forward, blah, 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 all these <laughs> yeah. different things, right? Yeah, I, it's, I'm like, it's madness. It's madness. Right. Yeah. So, again, I don't know how much of that is just deflection and coach speak, right, in terms of maybe I'm trying to motivate my guy or get a little bit more or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was just far too smoke, far too much smoke around that yeah, for there yeah, not to yeah. have been something there. Um, the one thing I want to say about that is, how often are we winning the ball because our striker is pressing effectively right now? No, yeah. I mean, it's like if Chicho Never. wasn't the forward, Never. right? Yeah. If Chicho wasn't the, the pressing forward, I don't know why Carlos Vela is still on the field. Yep. <laughs> For, since, Absolutely. Since 2019, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Was probably the 100%. last time he pressed. Right. So, again, that's why I always felt it was probably unfair to Chicho in that in that sense again, that was hard because I I was I really I truly wondered like is he going to be able to does he fit with what Vela is doing right because again he kind of the year previous like him Brian Rodriguez right. and right. and Vela kind of all did the same things but I think that was more an issue of Brian Rodriguez and Chicho right so you know fair point like Chicho 
you know, owe, owe that man an apology because, again, I think I was probably harder on him when the ire should have been directed towards the 17 wingers that are on the team, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. again, like, he, you know, Chicho's asked, like, he said his his job is to score goals, yeah, right? Like, and again, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, my mind has been clouded in terms of what I think a nine should do because I've always, you know, like, I've always just watched and loved what Roberto Firmino did, did for Liverpool in that front three. But at the same time, Brian Rodriguez was not Sadio Mane. Yeah. And Carlos Vela is not Mohamed Salah, at least in terms of how far they're going to stretch the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, neither of those guys were doing that, right? It was just kind of like, ask for the ball at feet and then just kind of stand there. Yeah. Right? So, that's why, like, now, right? Like I said, I, I think you were saying, I don't this team in its current iteration, I don't know if it's salvageable. Again, and maybe that's a hot take, right? But I do think that mm. it's not a it's not a tweak, right? Yeah. That fixes this, right? It's it's a uh, it's really it's true. I mean, and maybe a poku is the is the catalyst, right? Because you had to move something. I think and I, I think selling a poku is a good sign. I really do. I, th- yeah. I think it's yeah and 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 maybe you know if you really think about it like if sifu's on his way on as well right and there there's different reports and what rangers is trying to do and you know there's it's transfer season right so there's always going to be this back and forth and tra- everyone's going to try and always extract the maximum amount but i think when you when you look at it you can't tweak this and you can't tweak this to play relatively similar with different players, right? I think I don't think it's a, it's a matter of inserting X striker and this player into the lineup and everything is fine. I do think that if you're going to continue with, I think if you're going to maximize your roster and the talent that you have, you actually have to shift the tactics dramatically from where where we're currently at with so with the addition of a striker. Yeah. Let's break that down, right? I think I so think for, that's some good analysis. So. If if you're gonna play this, if you're gonna play a, again by all accounts what they want to play right, what they played since day one, a high press four three three more direct under Dolo. How do they make this work for me? Trade Carlos Vela to Chivas USA. <laughs> uh, you you've got you or to Chivas Chivas USA. What the mic? Yeah, you absolutely have to get a striker. You have to. There hmm. are. The, it is. It is break glass in case of fire time right like you 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 have to go get a striker a real striker whether it's chicho whoever but it has to be a real striker and somebody that can actually score goals and stretch the field and give you some movement in and around the box to to create some space have to you have you have to get adequate replacement for uh not not replacement. You have to get adequate substitute minutes for Ilya Sanchez. Now yeah. you've lucked out. You've lucked out by getting Duenas to come through, right? You've got Kellen Acosta who can't. Again, I think he's perfectly capable of doing the job when Ilya is not there to give to give him a spell. You also lucked out by signing who you thought was a winger and turned out to be a midfielder in Mateos Bogic. I'm convinced that they thought they were getting another winger, and that kind of scares me that that's the assessment that they had. Um, 
you you have to. So maybe maybe you say Duenas Tillman, Acosta, Sanchez, that's enough, right? With Sifu moving on, that's enough to and I think you're probably okay there, right? Maybe Chris Ostomo comes in once every three games. Um, what else do they need to make the four three three work? Can you do you move Vela right now? Do you like can you rely on Buke to give you anything, or do you have do you actually have to go get another winger? Because we're selling out on Bogic plays in the midfield. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, I guess that's where you can use your your U twenty two DP, right? Or U twenty three DP, your last your last yeah. DP slot, your young DP. That that would probably be the only other place there because you're not going to use a DP slot on a on a on a wing on a fullback, right? Because you do I mean, need for depth me, there. For me, if I if I think what I, I mean, would honestly do Serginio is Dest. if you can buy down. Chiqui Palacios, and then Buke is your only U twenty two signing. You go out and you get a real DP until Carlos is done, and then Carlos moves, and now you have another you you have another you you go sign a U twenty two DP there, and you reload with U twenty twos after that. So uh, who are who are their current U twenty twos? They it is well Sifu, right? Mm-hmm. Palacios Chiki. and Buke. Yeah. Okay. So if Sifu is out. Then you would need to have a proper amount of get, uh, you would need to turn Cheeky into a straight Tam player, which I assume can be done, but I'm not positive. Ben Cox, get on this because he's the only person I trust <laughs> that understands these roster I think mechanisms. I, we were we were chatting about it a bit on Twitter the other day. I think you can do that, um, and then that enables you because at this point, it's like I said, it's break glass in case of emergency. Like it is get to the playoffs in as high a seat as possible. And win MLS Cup, like you have. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's your it window's closing, right? Yeah. Like, like what are you what are you waiting for? If, if you're if the your core, quote yeah. unquote, is Carlos Vela, Ilié, and like three of your most important players are Vela, Ilié, and Chiellini. Yeah. All of them are on the wrong side of, of the hill of thirty three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right? So like, yeah, like, I mean, again, I, I, it doesn't mean they're they're not capable of producing moments and being very important yeah. in in the right game, but again, you might as well, like I said, if 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 the long term ramifications of it is that you're paying cheeky slightly more money, right? You're you don't have guys to sell on at the at the current moment, yeah, outside of Buke. Right. And then, but then again, you have, you're able to insert the next guy next to Carlos Vela, you know, that takes over for Carlos at the end, you know, at the end of the year. Yeah. Then maybe, you know, again, maybe you just make your last hurrah and then you rebuild. Yeah. Right. Under, and then you rebuild under Blanca, you know, around Blanca. Right. That's, and, and whoever, whatever, and whoever this nine is that you bring in. Right. Yeah. Chuki Lozano. Um, yeah. It's going to be another winger. Let's I be think real. I think Mamadou Fall coming back allows you to not. And I think Palencia is almost healthy from what I read in some reports um, that they might get him back after cash grab tournament is over. Um, I think you'll you'll be okay since you have Mamadou Fall back, right? I think he's played some left back. Again, we always know that Mario and. Maldonado and whoever else can go out and play right back if you need. So you have a little bit of extra cover there. Um, 
So I, I think I think if you want to continue with this specific game model, you have to get a striker. You have to get a solid midfield backup, and maybe you might have to get another winger at this point. That's going to no. be effective, unless you're going to get something out of Carlos here at the end. But I also sure. think that having a, a good striker helps you get something better out of Carlos as well. Yeah. Hear me out. Could you play? Yeah. So say we sell Sifu, we we up, we pay, we use the money from the Apogu deal to basically buy down Cheeky's salary into the TAM level, right? So mm. he's making one the the Acosta level, right? One point one, one point two, something. Is like he that. on that much? I thought he was on like five. I thought he was on five or six hundred. But who Acosta? No, Cheeky. No, he is, but I think like I don't know, whatever you need to buy his number down to to get it yeah. out of the U twenty two. Yeah. Right. So if that's even possible. I don't even know if that's possible. Who knows? But but again, we're we're spitballing here. And again, we'll probably get a comment from Ben telling us that we're this whole, you know, ten minute segment was completely worthless. Yeah. But do you go out and splash the money on Chuki? And play a four four two diamond with Carlos in the El Senior role. I mean, if if I so you go. Right, I think so you're I go. think I think I think Lozano would make a lot of sense on this team because him and Buanga in a four four two diamond are going to stretch up top. They're I gonna think fan. even they're a four three three, yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I, see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and then again, Carlos is acts pure. I mean, again. It's semantics, right? Four three three. Yeah. He floats in underneath it in the you know in the Isco role, whatever. It's, it's all the same thing. But you need right. obviously you need a you need a finisher and you need guys like if if that's and again now and then you get the guy that take that's coming in now. I don't know how because Lozano typically operates off the left, cutting yeah. into his right foot, I believe. Yeah. Now does that make him and Buanga a bit? Rossi slash Rodriguez Rodriguez issues. I mean, this is this is this is one of the big problems with LAFC is they'll use these assets. And the argument that we've heard before is, oh, there's a market inefficiency on wingers, so that's why they're spending all their money on wingers. It's like, okay, well, at least at least get a left winger and a right winger, right? Granted, yeah, you had Vela at holding down the fort on the right wing, but Yeah. yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. Maybe you do say, Carlos, now you're just a free 10 and we'll make up the rest mm-hmm. of the midfield behind you. I, I don't know. Well, um, right, because then you play then you play some combination of... I mean, because imagine if you're playing Ilya at the six, Acosta in the... Sh- and then Acosta and then Tillman slash Bogush in a shuttling role. Yeah. Or if if Vela comes out the field, then Bogush slides then up Bogus, the 10, into, the, yeah. into the 10 and then you're still fine. Right? My only question is, again, do you have a... Who who plays next to who plays next to Buanga that makes sense, right? Because again, I don't know if even if you were to say like if you're going to talk about market replacement, Chuki's the guy. Yeah, right? purely, I, I, I still think I still think from a marketing with his game with his game though, because he's not a striker, right? He's a winger. So if for I guess that's where the problem in the two striker system for me with Lozano and and. Uh, Bawanga. Yeah, they're not a perfect fit like, at all. Who just give me a big bodied number nine who's just going to be an in the box presence? That's what you need. 
right? You need Chicho Arango. You need mm-hmm. uh, Lukaku. You need you need somebody who is just going to eat in the box. That's what you need because Bawanga is the one that's going to go out into space wherever it is to get on the ball, right, left, center, no matter what, drop and drop and whatever. He's the he's the space interpreter, right? Um, well, the other guy is just there to be served, right? Give him the ball, give him the ball, run off him, give him the ball, run off him, um, and that's. So that's that's the problem for me. I think if we're talking about formation changes, I think with Mamadou fall back, and this is the only the only change we've ever seen from LAFC. The only change, formation wise, is to a three five two, and I think you have clearly enough center backs and enough quality center backs to where your first start your first choice three center backs are actually really good with with Mario and Chiellini and Fall. And that's I think actually a good like a complementary group where you have the the one thing is Falls on, you know, Falls going to want to play in the same spot as Chiellini, but I think you can figure that out, right? Mario's the one you'd want sweeping, but whatever. You figure that out between the three of them. That puts Hollingshead and Palacios higher up the field, which is where you've used them all all year anyway. And you put Bogic or Vela as the 10 and then Bowanga and whoever. I also, I think you probably could get away with Vela and Bowanga up top in that setup with, with Bogic underneath them. Uh, and then it's just Acosta, Tillman, Sanchez rotating through uh, underneath there in a, in a double pivot. But um, I think, I think that could possibly work as well, but yeah. you got to do something. You got to do yeah. something. I mean, again, so, you know, like doing a quick overview of what, you know, like what we've seen and who's available, right? And, you know, so you look at some of the previous, the previous rumors that we've heard around the team, right? It was Munir from Sevilla, mm-hmm. right, who's currently without a club and is also left-footed and is primarily a center forward. So right. maybe they go back and bring him in, right? Because he's a guy that probably fits the profile and then you're going to get it, be able to probably get him at a decent, probably around that TAM level, right? Yeah. Given, you know, given what his, I think, like he said, because he's not, he's a free agent at the moment. Right. So again, hopefully again, that, that's the thing. It's like, I, I think the way the one, the one that we can really say at this point is like, we can speculate who that person is to be the whole time, but Again, we keep coming back to the same the same thing. It's like you gotta have you gotta have a competent you gotta have competent com, competency at the nine to really make it work for the time. Really, day. that's what it all comes back to, right? No matter what formation we throw out there, four four two, three five two, four three three, four two three one. You need a you need a nine. You have to have a mm-hmm. nine to make any of this work because you don't have anybody of that profile. And again, hopefully. Moving on from one winger in a poku and getting yourself some funny money to, to use is is a signal that that's going to happen. But none of none of these ideas works without without signing a nine. So if they don't sign one, man, I really don't know what to think about the rest of this year. Maybe they pull it off. Yeah. I don't know. But it's 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 mind blowing to me that for so long we've heard, oh, Bobby Firmino's the guy. That's that's the profile. Bobby Firmino's the profile. 
And like you and I have talked about, there's only one of those guys out there and he just signed in Saudi Arabia. He was available and he signed in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so now <laughs> it's a, like you either go splash some money on a suitable uh, doppelganger for Bobby Firmino or you shift and do something else. Yeah. And the crazy thing to me, is just like, I never paid turn low for the guy that wasn't willing to shift. Right. Right. He seems like a pragmatic, like, okay, well, we don't have those horses, so let's do this. But all we've seen this year is deflection and an insistence on playing the same way, which, yeah. <laughs> again, I don't know. I mean, maybe you win a championship. What the hell did I know? Right? Like, yeah. you know, he brought it home. Yep. We're just yep. two guys talking, at, you, know, after, you know, after the kids go to bed. Yeah, right, right. All right. Well, I think that's good and handled. Uh, should we get into some questions here? We do have quite yeah. a few to get to. Let's do it. Uh, which happens when we're a day late because it's like they pile in the next day too. Um, let me find this here. First one, LAFC obsessed. Wish Dola would give Ordaz a start or at least more than 10 minutes so he can get into the rhythm of the game and show what he can do. He can't be less dangerous than Stipe. I think this is a fair, this is a fair point. Um, I don't know what else anybody <laughs> is doing on that front line other than Bowanga, right? And as we've talked about on this show, Ordaz is the one who's making the most dynamic movements when he's on the field. Um, so yeah, give the kid a couple 30-minute appearances or a start here or there. It's not going to hurt anything because you are getting nothing from your front three right now. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think he's a couple goals away from being a problem yeah. and a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a handful of things. You see him in the right spots. You see him doing up defenders, most notably new who, uh, much to my eternal pleasure. Uh, he's just, uh, he's, he's great. He's great. And he's just got to put a few things together. And I think the point that he needs more time to do it is probably fair. Christopher Colonna. Just to be, uh, just be happy if this team makes the playoffs at this point. Forget about winning a playoff game, and definitely forget about winning a trophy. They won't come even remotely close to doing that. Shaping up to be the second worst season in this club's history after 2021. I, um, they're still in third in the West. Now they could, they could easily collapse down to eighth or ninth place, like with if they keep losing in the same, in the same, uh, at the same rate, but. Do you think do you think they miss out on the playoffs, Josh? I mean, if you do, then heads need to roll because that bar is oh, pretty yeah. low. Oh it, yeah. Like missing the playoffs and or and or making the playoffs is the lowest of bars and standards yeah. for any team. So if you don't, then it's like everyone can leave. Right? Which is what I, happened last time. Yeah. I promise so, we will be calling for a lot of heads. If we miss the playoffs, a lot of heads. And even ones that, you know, helped bring you the championship players, managers, right? It, like, uh, if you then repeat, like if your next season is missing the playoffs altogether, um, we'll be calling for some major changes because we're not yeah. Seattle. <laughs> well, for sure. I mean, again, and the way, and again, the, and it proves that your, your current model isn't sustainable. Right. And I think yeah, at that point you thing. have to, yeah. Right. So at that point, you know, probably different things need to happen because again, if if 
if this is the pattern and you constantly have to re- hit the reset button every three years and blow the whole right. thing up. Yeah. Again, you think about what think about the model in which you're going about it as opposed to right. Look at look at what sustain you know, like I said, find sustainability, find the uh, a a pattern and a and a transfer model that you are willing to stick to because I felt like it felt like they got a bit greedy with their transfer model after what worked last year in terms of having yeah. a more veteran heavy presence. One thing that I will say, gonna get sidetracked again here, is their transfer model still is unproven. Mm-hmm. Diego Rossi was sold for what you would probably deem as disappointing money, right? Uh, the other DPs, Brian Rodriguez, disappointment of a of an outgoing transfer. Obviously, Andre Orta, disappointment of a DP and a, and an outgoing transfer. Sifu going for a one point two five million is disappointing. Now, I think a lot of people have drastically overvalued Sifu. I think if you would have sold him 18 months ago, you probably could have got seven, eight, nine. Currently, he's like a $3 million midfielder at the most. But you've had plenty of opportunities to get rid of him, and you haven't done it because you don't have new blood coming in to replace him. Um, so like their, their outgoing transfer model is completely unproven as far as I'm concerned. And that's something that they got to fix. Well, and again, I think it's also yet to be proven that the U twenty two initiative is is the best, is the most conducive to winning, right? Yeah. Because if if you look at the team that won CCL from Major League Soccer, it had it it did not take advantage of said U twenty two initiative. Yeah. Right. That team had three full DPS. Hmm. In Ladero, um, Rusnak, and uh, Rui Diaz. the other guy, Diaz, right? And then obviously no, you so have Rusnak, all their. No, it was uh, it was Joao Paulo. No, I mean Rusnak was a what's it called also is a DP. But he, right now. I don't think it was a DP. He is now, I think. Oh, so was oh, it Joao Paulo? That DP. It was Joao Paulo. Yeah, that was all. DP no longer is. Who's that? Joao Paulo, he's not a DP anymore. I mean, still on the team. That I don't know. I mean, he was injured, but he was a DP. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So maybe again, but even then, right? It's a lot of guys that are not. Again, you're still not looking for this youth initiative that you're trying to bring in and sell on, right? Rewind to the L- the team that won the cup for LAFC. Not filled yeah. with U twenty two initiative guys, right? In fact almost complete opposite. It was a lot of, you know, again, I don't know what we actually saw from Christian Teo, right? But it's probably a little bit more than we see from uh, Stipe Buke. Yeah, I mean, Buke's got two goals. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I see, I, I do see what you're saying where it's like, you've got Gareth Bale, you've got Chicho, you've got Vela, you've got probably five or six guys that could be senior DPs, right? Mm-hmm. And right now you have one guy that should be a senior DP and that's Bowanga, right? And yeah. And Vela's kind of like a legacy DP at this point. Um but there I guess I guess that's a larger question too is is it worth it to have three 
Denny Bowangas and one U22, whatever that is, or to have two Denny Bowangas and four U22s uh, that you've really sold out on? Again, I don't know. It's, Nick, a, it's a good question. The more that if you we think have, about it. If it, the rewind and give me the team that won with a bunch of youth players. Yeah, yeah. Right. In the MLS Cup. Like, you know, like, I don't even think that, what's it called? The um, the Columbus crew team that won before that, right? Mm, like, yeah. Or did they even have a bunch of U-22 guys? I don't even think they had a U-22. No, I mean, Aiden Morris was the one that had the big game, right? And that's why, like, he had one good game and now like Canada and the U S are fighting over him. And like, everybody thinks he should be involved with the U S and that's clearly not the case. But I mean, that team also had like Darlington Nabby, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so you're not talking about young guys. You're talking about senior players that are actually in their primes and know how to compete. So yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, which again, it's tough. like that, and that's the thing. So, you know, that's why when I look at, when I kind of look at the outlook of things, you know, like, even Philadelphia, are they playing? Is Carranza a U twenty two? No, I think he's a he was a Miami DP that then got loaned or transferred and wasn't a DP, and he might be now or might not be. I'm not sure, but he's probably yeah, so. A like this year, there are three there are three DPS and Philly are Gazdag, Carranza, and Ure. Yeah, right. Those are they don't have a they're not utilizing this, the the U twenty two. Yeah, they also have a lot of academy kids, though, that like they utilize. So maybe, as, maybe if their academy Seattle, wasn't right, producing, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's my thing. It's like, okay, if 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 you go if we go back and look at what's sustainable, right? It's having three full fledged DPS with academy guys that contribute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I and a bunch of tam money comes back to MLS dude like absolutely take the training wheels off let teams do their thing but all right dude so frustrating this league is so frustrating Josh <laughs> uh the Bacchanal JTN did all the genius of last season by letting Chicho go how many matches including CCL uh, uh including the CCL final would we have won if we had somebody who could actually finish just I'm going to censor this. No XGBS like uh, 2021, which is when everybody's saying, no, they're, they're good, but unlucky. Who care? Who cares about build up play? If no one can effing score fed up with this nonsense. And of course, Chicho scores in his RSL de- debut, highlighting what we have been missing. I'm back to hating JT still have an open DP spot and letting our proven nine score for another squad while our players whiff at the air and draw and uh, against uh, a 10-man a squad. That sucks, I guess. I, there's some typos in here. Um, so obviously a lot of passion there, but ultimately this idea that still an open DP spot, you let Chicho go, and now we can't score. Yeah. And how many I games... Mean, Josh, how many games do you think would have been changed if we could finish? I mean, we're what, 9, 4, and 6? So plus or minus four. <laughs> you think all the losses might have been changed? No, I think I think most of the ties. Four, like I think four four out of the six yeah. ties are probably give me, Yeah. Give me give me three of the three of the ties 
and, and one of the uh, losses. maybe maybe one or two of the losses yeah and i yeah. i absolutely do believe that the that the ccl final in both legs is probably a little bit different if you have a a good number nine that you can deflect either utilize or or distract from from Bowen, yeah right yeah Here's here's my this is now where maybe JT messes up right to go you know, going back to trying to utilize the U22 initiative which you know we called for right we in the off season we said okay U22 is really important to try and maximize your roster yeah now again I'm not quite so sure because what happens if you basically just move Chicho I mean instead of moving Chicho you make him a DP right mm-hmm. and then you move Chiki and Sifu who's yeah. mad about it. Why don't you? I don't. You don't even have to move Cheeky. You just move Sifu. Sifu had all kinds of suitors last year, right? Right. You move Sifu at the end of the year. Don't Boom. sell. Don't sell. Uh, you don't buy Buke. Cheeky's yep. your only U twenty two initiative. You can guy. still go get Bogus like you did. He's not. He's not yeah. U twenty two. So the, I mean, there's your answer right there. Yeah. You're literally sure. choosing we, Sifu over. I mean, it, you know, maybe they saw the six million dollars from Pachuca, and they were like, "Oh, okay, fine, we'll we'll sell Chicho, right? It's gonna get it's a better return, and it is a better return than we got on Sifu." But like, dude, that that's the answer right there. Should have sold Sifu like, and you, signed. You can sell Chicho. Yeah. So say say you sell Sifu for what? Even if it was. A cut rate, you know, like he won the MLS Cup, so he was still worth something at the end of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So, say you get eight or nine million for him, right? You still sign both Bogush and Tillman for yeah. whatever else you needed to, you know, whether whatever tab you get from that signing, right? Because, I mean, then the, I mean, the only problem you have, the only problem you have then if you sign. Chicho is yeah. You need a couple midfielders still because mm-hmm. you can stick it. You still go back. You still go out there and get Bogush and 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 Tillman for the same amounts. Nothing changes. Man, did like LAFC that, choose Sifu over Chicho? That question is going to haunt me now, Josh. And, and if that's the case, that is the biggest misstep in the history of the franchise. That is a cardinal sin, right? But again, because again, they they've. They won a cup, right? So they've not made too many missteps, right? And I yeah. would say choosing Sifu over Chicho in this particular case is a bigger mistake than signing Andre Orta, Brian Rodriguez, yeah. name whatever other per- bad signing we've had. That is a, a far worse mistake than any of that. Because you let somebody that you knew was effective, that you knew gave you goals and wins, uh, you let that person go. Ugh. This is now, this podcast has now become probably the most frustrating podcast we've had in the history of the show. I hope, I hope people in, have stuck around of, for that question, to be honest. In light, in light of this new, we're going to have to post it with that disclaimer. Yeah. That make, if, if you don't listen to anything, go to the question section because it is literally the most important part of this conversation. I'll probably just post the question and let them, and let them, listen to it after but yeah because if now that we put all that in perspective this idea that like you're really going to go hard on the u22 signings and like we got you got to let go of chicho i can't but the problem josh man we are so this is we're never going to get through this but because now i'm thinking about it too is 
you didn't sign another DP. Yeah. You didn't go out and sign a U22 DP. You went out and made a couple U22 signings, sure. But like you're still leaving that hole and you're still not utilizing your entire roster. So I guess that for me, it's like, well, we sold Chicho because we wanted to maximize the roster. And then you didn't go maximize the roster. Yeah. And then if you're, again, if you really, because what you could have done is done exactly what we said, like let Sifu, like sell him in the winter for whatever you can get. Didn't matter if it wasn't the number you wanted. Let him go. Sign Chicho to the DP. Let Vela walk at the end of the year gracefully, mm-hmm. right? Or or buy him down. Whatever whatever you do, you know, like however you want. Crossvelt, you're you get the best of all worlds. You keep Chicho, yeah, yeah, and you let Carlos walk gracefully into the into the sunset. Man, hindsight is twenty twenty, but it looks bad, Josh. It looks bad. All right, uh, LAFC Luke. Fall definitely looked his age, sadly. Bawanga is trying to hold the entire team on his shoulders. Ilya had some incredible touches. Buke, man, come on, finish, dude. Bogic still strong, and Sifu was actually okay, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think Luke's on with his with all his assessments here. We've kind of talked yeah, about all of I this. Mean, and- but Luke, wait till you hear what they chose well, who they chose in terms of Stipe Puke in, and Sifu instead of, you know. Oh, he's already heard it at this point if he's still if yeah. he's still with us. Luke, I hope you made it this far, my man. <laughs> All right, here's a fun one. Uh, at MB Armbar Armbar, some Galaxy fan who I've run into on Twitter before, seems to always have some bizarre takes. Uh loves sparring with LAFC fans. Here we go. The league is doing all they can to help. Still getting red cards for the other team and PK is called in their favor, but no longer winning. Um, I guess, I guess what armbar with a, with a handle like that, you better at least be a purple belt in jujitsu because bro, like I, I, I don't, I, are you threatening somebody with that? Hand? I don't know. Um, is this like when you help somebody in the league by trading for Rodolfo Pizarro so Miami can have another DP spot? Is it like getting the league to help you move Kevin Cabral so that you can go sign another useless DP? Like, I, I guess I'm not really clear on when the league should help people and shouldn't help people, Josh. Or is it like when the fans. league actually changes the entire roster structure and salary cap structure altogether? Yeah. Which is something that we applaud, by the way. We've we've given the Galaxy their props for pushing the league forward. Um, but now that you guys are the Stooges doing the bidding of Uncle Don, uh, now we're just going to turn a blind eye, I guess. Um, I mean, have fun with Rodolfo Pizarro, I guess, is probably yeah, the end of this yeah. one. Because <laughs> um, that'll work out real well for you to I, add I, on to your I don't, I don't understand. Of, I don't understand what this is about. Uh, <laughs> the penalty, like... Boanga gets stepped on in the Achilles as he's in the box. What do you want? Do you not want that to be a penalty? Fine. Don't give him a penalty. I don't I don't care. The red card is absolutely a red card. It's a goalkeeper out of the box. He's the last man. Um, goalkeeper didn't even argue it. No, he knew. He, he neither knew. did the defender on the on the penalty. This <laughs> is like this is like Max Cropo coming out and taking out whoever it was. I can't remember yeah. who it was for the union. Like nobody's gonna argue that red card on Cripo because we all know what they're doing. This is Luis Suarez swatting a ball that's clearly going in and taking a red card. 
right? Against Ghana. That it, it, we all know what they're doing and it's fine. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to see that you think the league likes our team. I mean, um, when, when you're grasping at straws, you know that the fan base is desperate. Yeah. I do. I, mean, I, I do love I how they're be, feeling themselves. I would be sad if Bizarro was coming to my team as the third DP. Yeah. Yeah. I also love how they're feeling themselves. Like you win, you win a match, uh, in July. And then you double up on it by winning against whoever they beat yesterday, Philly, I guess. So, you know, Galaxy fans are out in force feeling themselves because they put two together here. Um, good job. You guys made it officially. You're now a big franchise. Uh, Christopher Colonna is back. Maybe I'll regret typing this, but that's fine. I'll take the chance. I feel like St. Louis is going to just absolutely wreck this team in the next match. I don't see how it isn't ugly. I hope I'm wrong, but I have a bad feeling. Uh, I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna play super effectively through a press, so I, it it could be it could be ugly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I know that St. Louis. I don't watch a whole lot of St. Louis. Um, they might. I, I don't think they've been nearly as good without Klaus on the field. Um, so we'll see how effectively they can press LAFC into making mistakes. But and I believe they they're also missing their other DP as well as hurt. Uh, the German guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Could be. So, yeah. I mean, I know they've slid. I mean, I think that's part of the reason that LAFC is still in third place, right? Because, like, a lot of other teams in the West, especially the Galaxy, have lost a lot this year, right? So it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Next one. Another Galaxy fan. So I'm going to have to timestamp this one too, so I can make sure they know. Uh, this is Playboy Bartender. The most frat boy name. Uh, the, I don't know if this person is like 19 years old or something. The Playboy bartender. No, I, mean, I mean, let's be real. To have Playboy and still think it's popular, you would have to be at least 52. <laughs> there's like a, there's, yeah, there's, there's, you're either 52 or 13. Like I don't, <laughs> and not really sure where to categorize. Both, both of which still shop at Hot Topic. Let's be yeah. real. Or Spencer's yeah, absolutely. gifts. <laughs> Spencer's. Oh, this guy probably thinks he's super edgy walking the Spencer's. Uh, I think this man is from the Inland Empire, so he's probably out at the uh, Ontario Mills Mall or something like that. I mean, it's just um, down the road from me, so let's go. Is there is there a Spencer's in Ontario Mills? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's if there's a Spencer's, it's in a mall that all has like six people in it still. Because so, who I didn't even know people still went to malls. <laughs> man. <laughs> oh man, uh, this this man's uh, or boys again. Don't know how old you are. Uh, here's here's the bio. You ready? Mm-hmm. Getting closer to existential nihilism every day. That's the man's Twitter bio. There couldn't be. There couldn't. be be a better description for life as an LA Galaxy fan than getting closer to existential nihilism every day. I mean, the plus or minus on this on this guy's age is like the I mean the over under is like God I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I, I think it's like 48. <laughs> All right, Playboy bartender, let's see what you have to say. Uh, oh, super. Okay. Uh, he tags the Galaxy as if they're going to bust into our Menchies trying to defend this man. Uh, LA Galaxy broke them. 
I don't, I don't, <laughs> this team has been broken since before July. Like you can go back and listen to all the shows where we've complained about it. But like, this reminds me of like, uh, the meme from Lord of the Rings where it's like the King. He's like, you have no power here. Right. Like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> the galaxy had nothing to do with this. Uh, if anybody broke them, it was Leon. Um, huh. And that's it. I mean, if yeah. there was ever a moment that like a galaxy player could have claimed that it was Latan. Yet LAFC is yeah. still, still won more cups than the LAFC than the galaxy since, since then. Latan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I I, mean, since I don't even know the, in the last decade. Yeah. I mean, thanks for, again. Thanks. Thanks for joining in on the show. Hopefully you're listening. Uh, I bet, I bet it felt really good to say that the galaxy broke them. Really, really good stuff from our resident Inland Empire nihilist, uh, the Playboy bartender. Yeah, I mean, you're you're my guy. You're not doing us any favors out here. You Do know, you think like he say, actually works at a Playboy bar? I mean, Do they still have those? In, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some somewhere here in Inland Empire. Hmm. But again, I'm I'm in my in I live in a basically like this four by four square of Loma Linda that all they talk about is medicine. So, you know, mm. I don't, I don't know. Mm. The playboy bartender, LA galaxy fan. Good work. Good work. Thanks for joining. All right. Donuts at Steely Zidane. Only five more shots than five, than 10 man San Jose. If the lack of chemistry and creativity wasn't going to get it done with space, no way it was going to get it done versus a low, a bunkered low block. We let another opponent dictate the game, forcing us down the wing, sending in 31 ineffective crosses. I love, so Steve Zidane always is counting crosses, and I freaking love it. Uh, 31 crosses to a team with no target striker. Incredible. Uh, I did I did send out a, a call for help to the Twitter sphere, asking for how many shots on target LFC had after the red card, and it was only four. Uh, Oof, that's rough. Four. Yeah. All that possession in the second half after after that, all that time, and you muster four shots on target. Just abysmal. Just abysmal. Mm. Okay. Uh, Buke wins zero. In, it is from Rob Rains. Buke wins zero in the air. Grass was slippery. Tired of McCarthy. Uh, McCarthy's weird goalkeeping setup. And not enough goals in open play. We've kind of talked about a lot of this. Anything else on this one, Josh? No, I mean again, and again, I it's it's always hard for me to like speak ill of McCarthy because again, the man won us a cup, but and we know what know, he is, but yeah, it's not enough. Yeah, you know, like we when when teams are bunkered in this way, it does help to have a guy who can do more than launch, you know, passes, just launch, you know. It's, 70 yards forward and pray that someone gets on the end of it, right? The distribution is yeah, just not yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Juan Pablo Hernandez, with our roster, we shouldn't be biting our nails at the last 10 minutes trying to scrap for a tie or a win. I, I agree. Like this, this roster, with what you've invested into this roster, it shouldn't be this difficult, which I think is why we focused on like some different tactical looks that you can go with. But go ahead, Josh. I mean, let's be real. The investment this entire time was just to have sold Sifu for $3 million a year ago instead of now. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even have this problem. Yep. 
just let him go. I, I, I mean, man, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I, undoubtedly, he helps you win MLS Cup last year. I agree with for that. For sure. But, but you could have let him walk immediately after that and still kept Chicho. Yeah. That's the most frustrating thing of this whole That's it. conversation tonight. Yeah, I mean, there there were suitors for him in the winter. We know that. We thought he was gone in the mm-hmm. winter. So, but you sold Tifu and then you kind of forced him to stick around longer. Okay. Daniel Julian. Stipe is about as frustrating a player as we have ever had. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's not producing a whole lot. But... Yeah, but to me, again, for me, though, Stipe is coming off the bench, right? So I'm not... I'm not so mad about it. And like, cause if Brian Rodriguez was far more frustrating because the guy was starting yeah, and expected to be what Buanga is doing at the moment. Right. I mean, he was, he's, I think to this day, the biggest purchase for LAFC, right? Yeah. Like he 11 like or 12 million million or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, even, even Horta, right. Who came in and, you know, occupied a DP spot. Um, so I still think they're the most, like those are the biggest disappointments for me uh, just because they don't, <laughs> they were huge investments that turned into no- into nothing. All right, Tom Camilleri, fall back, slip and fall, fall down, can't win 11v11, can't win 11v10, at least games in the beginning of the season count, right? That's uh, the only reason they're still in third place. And mm-hmm. Chicho scored for RSL. It's a factory of sadness right now. Let me tell you something about a factory of sadness. Uh, the Cleveland Browns haven't won a long time, Josh. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> We have a while to go. I, I see what Tom is saying, and I agree. I agree that uh, the trajectory is poor, but um, we have a ways to go before we, again, we can claim I, the title felt, of stake on the lake or factory of sadness. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we we had an experience of 2020-2021 and still came out with a cup after yeah, all that. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> I, I'm going to give them a little bit more leeway than that. Yeah. All right, Lavanda Popular. Cheer me up with a transfer rumor wish list. Uh, I, I assume this means that they have to have been rumored to us. Um, so, so who's I'm going to say available Munir because I think you, I think it's, I think it's, it's, I think it's plausible. Okay. He's already been rumored previously, and he's available on a free. Yeah. And then who you go the, ahead. And... Uh, who was the six that they were looking at? Killer Mendy. Yeah. Is he still from. Uh, Come from Spain, that, I think. Not directly yeah. from Madrid, but had played there. But Yeah. And then the irrational one is that you buy down, you buy down Cheeky. We talked about the Lozano one, but again, it doesn't quite fit. But is that yeah. you buy down, you buy down Cheeky, sell Sifu, and then. Spend ungodly amount of money on Antoine Griezmann. <laughs> I think he just came out and said though that he's ha- he's happy to stay at Atleti right now, right? He has he's, he's supposed to be kidding. What does he want to sit and de- see me on his doghouse for the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, I I don't I. I guess if you want to go four four two or three five two, if you want to go to mm-hmm. two striker thing, then you can you could you could roll with him. But yeah. Okay. Darmalia. Why don't they pass the ball to Ordaz on his runs into the box? Give the kid a chance to shine. 
It's a trust factor. I don't right again. know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That, that this not the way they play. Like they're not. They're not looking for those. Everything is direct. That's the way they're going to do it. Drives us all crazy. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I, I just don't. You just don't see the level of trust that he's that anyone other than from you know like from the senior guys that anyone other than Vela and their Buanga is going to do something with it, right? So, right, you know, you could trust that a Poku was going to go run. I don't think they have any modicum of trust in or does, even though they probably right. should, given the run, given that his runs have been excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Central LAFC, are we playing predictable? The answer is 100% yes, we are playing predictable. Um, they turn over the ball, no matter where they are on the field, they will drive as hard as possible towards the goal the entire while looking for Bowanga. So that all that other teams have to do is clog the middle, just like you do against a team that plays fast in transition in the NBA. They clog the middle and they they dare you to keep dribbling or to pass. That's it. That's the way they're defended. And then once once that pass is played to Bowanga, oftentimes it's cut out or uh, or they'll just double and triple team Bowanga after that. And then Bowanga is direct to goal every time. Direct to goal, direct to goal, direct to goal, direct to goal. Part of that is him. Part of that is the fact that there's nobody else to help in the front three. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Rob Wagner, Bogich and Buke have nothing. Uh, agree Agree on Buke for right now. I, I Bogich yesterday, I will concede yesterday because he was playing out of position as a forward, and he's not a forward. Oh. Anything. I mean, again, I, I will defend Bogush until he proves me otherwise, but I, I, I like what I see there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alan Kine, Hollingshead missing or Daz running absolutely free down the wing late in the game. Perfect representation of what this team is. No game smarts or field reading at all. Season is now officially Groundhog Day. Each game more feckless than the last. Our hapless tactics and poor efforts are the great are, are the grating buzzing and signing and singing, excuse me, of the alarm clock. We have Ned Ryerson as coach, and us fans are Bill Murray. A promising season swirls down the bowl. Josh. Yeah, I mean again it's there something needs to be done, right? That's probably the only, their only chance at this at this point to do something with it. But again, I don't I just don't know where they go from here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got through it all, Josh. Anything else we need to get through tonight? No. I mean again, everyone, if you haven't yeah, if you haven't yet, go ahead and follow Isang Bayan, the Filipino supporter group on Instagram. That's the only thing, my only shout out there. All right. Trying to get some growth in there. So you heard the man. Follow them. Uh we have St. Louis next. I don't know which day of the week it is. But we will. I know, uh, probably Wednesday again. Yeah, it seems it seems to be that way. Got to get ready for the cash cup. Uh, you can follow the show at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey. Josh. LAC Josh on Twitter. We will talk to you all the next time after the St. Louis match.